dear God, am I supposed to be in this relationship? Yes or no? Circle one or let me know or come in my dream or something like that. Blessed be the fruit, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Outrageous Tales, the spiritual trap house. I am your host, Ray. I I, I am. I'm just I'm appreciative that you all are listening to this episode right now. I know I'm going to be the first to say There has not been an episode dropped since October. And when I tell you this life that I have been living has been so extremely ghetto. I really don't even know another word to describe it as. I've really just been going through the most. Like if you can think of it, I mean, aside from like pregnancy or like getting beat with a bat or something like that, I have been going through it. It's been a whole new year. It's a new decade. And I know that you all are sick and tired of me because I'm sick and tired of myself. The only thing that I can do now is just try to be consistent, as consistent as possible to show you all that I am here to stay. So if you all can find it in your heart to move past the October, November, December, January, the four month gap and forgive me like I, I I honestly and truly mean that this will be the last time that I will go rogue I'm working on myself mind body and soul um eliminating distractions I'm genuinely focusing on a better raven so pray my strength in the Lord. Thank you so much for continuously listening. I really, really, really appreciate you and all that you all do. You all really motivate me. You all uplift me. Thank you so much for the many of people who wrote me in my DMs, who called, text, emailed me just to check on my well-being. I appreciate you all. You all are just uh, the amount of love and support, especially what I've been, you know, feeling lately. Like, thank you so much. I love you all so much. I'm so humble um, and grateful for the opportunity to be able to minister to you all in a way in which is, you know, beneficial for you and I. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for rocking with me. I love you all so much. I love you all so much. We're just going to pop into the episode like ain't nothing happened. And again, I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Moving right along to our outrageous announcements. I'm not going to give you all any um, announcements like I typically do, just because I feel like there's just been so much going on in regards to um, the whole Kobe Bryant situation and politics and the Gail interview, and I'm just not feeling it. But what I am going to do is I'm going to give you all some date ideas that you can do for yourself or what you should be expecting from your partner for valentine's day so let's just get excited for that let's just 
think about something, you know, careless, something that doesn't take much thought or energy and nothing that we have to get sad about or think deeply about. So here's things that you can do for yourself to celebrate Valentine's Day if you don't have a Valentine. If you do have Valentine, also be expecting these things as well. But things that you can do for yourself, you can buy yourself some flowers, which I absolutely love flowers. I'm a sucker for flowers. You can take a hot bubble bath and get you a glass of wine and just really like sit and enjoy maybe like some Himalayan bath salt maybe light some candles and things like that and just really take time for self um dinner reservations people are typically going to be there with a significant other so if you just go by yourself and just do a reservation for one it's probably going to be a little bit more easy to get into that establishment so go ahead and just knock it out and just do a dinner reservation for one You could also buy yourself a book. I feel like reading is so extremely intimate. It like turns me on mind, body, and soul. So buy yourself a book or a magazine or something like that. Um, You can also go lingerie shopping just to make yourself feel special and make yourself feel sexy and appreciated. Take yourself to a movie. That's always fun. Or even have like a movie night at home. Maybe go get um, some dessert, like go to the Cheesecake Factory, sit at the bar and just have a glass of wine and a slice of cheesecake. Not the whole cheesecake because those like sizes of cheesecake are so huge and you don't eat the whole thing. Um, You could also have like a spa night at home. Give yourself a facial, a mani and a pedi. Uh, Make a natural um, facial scrub, like sugar scrub. Oh, Oh my God, it'd be so amazing. Um, And then if that doesn't work, just go ahead and go to the nail shop. Just do like some self-care, honestly. Um, You could possibly bake at home. I think that'll be super cute. Or just take yourself out to like a nice show or to like a play or something like that. Or you could also have pizza and wine, which is also super fun. Pizza is my favorite food and wine is my favorite beverage. And then ultimately, you could just buy yourself something nice. Treat yourself some to something that's special and just like intimate and important to you. So this Valentine's season, if you're not dating anyone or even if you are, just remember to do something for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're all that you have. You can invest so much time, energy, and everything into a person but at the end of it you only have yourself so definitely spend some time with self pray meditate do whatever it is that you need to do for yourself but make sure you put yourself first this valentine season and even if you are buying a significant other something make sure you spend something on yourself make sure you set aside some time or some funds or something just to kind of focus on you gas yourself up a little bit and that ends our announcements up next we have tales from the b it's where I remix and retell those not so easy to follow Bible stories. I give it to you straight. Absolutely no chaser.
Hey friends. So for today's detail, I am going to give you all, you know, a a story like I always do. However, it is going to be a little bit different in the sense of I'm going to actually be reading directly from the Bible only because there's a lot of things that's going on in the book that we're going over, which is the Song of Solomon, which is so dope to me because I really, really, really like it. But there's a lot of things that you could probably miss. And it's like, if I don't read it and then translate it for you, you could possibly miss it. But basically the Song of Solomon, it's like the greatest love song of all time. It's better than Whitney Houston. It's better than Beyonce Crazy in Love. It's better than John Legend, All of Me. It's better than that boy's man. It's better than Bump and Grind. Like it's literally the love song that love has, that today's love is built on. And basically the Song of Solomon, it It tells the story of a man, um, King Solomon, and then his wife, and basically from their dating stage to courting, to marriage, to, you know, maintaining their actual relationship. So it's extremely relevant. I mean, it's Valentine's Day season. People are in love. People trying to be cuddled up because it's winter. People trying to get booty rubbed. So this is really about to go into... um, just how our relationships should genuinely work. So um, this episode, we're going to go over five qualities that you should be looking for when you are dating someone. Also, like I said, just a few seconds ago, I'm going to be reading directly from the Bible. So pray my strength in the Lord. I ran across this post on Facebook that said, the next time you with your significant other, have them read this like article. It's like some random article. It's like, have your significant uh, other read this article. And basically they were trying to come for the people like saying, (laughs) like your significant other can't read. So be careful who you date. So as I read the scripture, don't come for me because I can read. It's just that I don't read publicly or aloud very often. And I have an audio subscription. So, you know, just don't come for me as I'm reading. Thank you. Um, but again, we're going to go over five qualities that you should be looking for when you are dating. And then again, we're coming from um, the Song of Solomon chapters one and two for this week. I haven't decided if this is going to be like a two or three part segment, but for right now, I'm thinking two to three, it might be one or two. We'll see, but hopefully you get some good information from this so that you can watch who you dating. All right. So again, I can barely read, but I'm going to do my best. So starting from chapter one, verse one. Um, oh, and then in this, in this, in the book of, um, the song of Solomon, there's three people, um, who the chapter who speaks in the chapter and it's basically Solomon, King Solomon. And then it is the woman or his wife. And then the others, like their friends and things like that. So when I say she, him, or the others is the King Solomon, the wife, and then the others. So chapter one, verse one. Is when the bride confesses her love. So she, she states, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. And then the others say, we will exalt and rejoice in you. We will exalt and love you more than wine. Rightly do they love you. 
And then she states, I am, I'm very dark, but lovely. O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar and the curtains of Solomon. Do not gaze at me because I'm dark, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards. And basically she's saying, I'm dark and lovely. Because at this point in time, if you were if you were of darker skin complexion, it basically showed that you were out working in the sun longer, which was, I guess, frowned upon. But I mean, in 2020, I'm I'm dark and lovely. I'm 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 bad and bougie. Like I'm it's such a blessing to be dark <laughs> in 2020. But anyway moving on. Um, and verse seven jumps back in and says, tell me, tell me who, whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flocks, where you make it lie down at noon for why should I be the one who veils herself beside the flocks of, of companions? And then he, as in Solomon, um, he states, um, I, I do not know, O most beautiful among women. Follow the tracks of the flock, the pasture of your goats beside the shepherd's tents. I compare you, my love, to a mare of Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your necks with strings of jewels. And then the other state, we will make for you ornaments of gold studded with silver. And then she states, while the king was on his couch, my nard gave forth the fragrance. My beloved is like a sachet of myrrh that lies between my breasts, that lies between my breasts. And basically a sachet of myrrh is like some good perfume. So she's like, my love is like, is like something that I keep expensive, you know, close to my heart. Cause myrrh was like some good perfume back then. And she's just like, you know, my love is so close to my heart. So, so sacred and so um, invaluable. I keep it close to my heart. She said, my beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in a vineyard of in, in, in Jetty. And then he states, behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves. And basically a dove is kind of like a pigeon. Like they can't look around, you know, without turning their neck. So basically he's saying you're beautiful and your eyes are like doves. Like you only have eyes for me, baby. You don't have eyes for anybody else. Like you only have eyes for me. Like you are my woman. You're only looking at me. Um, and then she goes, behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. Our couch is green. Our beams of our house are, are cedar. Our rafts are pine. And then she goes on to say, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily in the valley. And then he states, a lily among brambles. So is my love among the young women. And basically this is like when you like dating somebody and you try to say, well, I'm just a regular degular female. I don't really, you know, I don't have much going on. I just go to work. I just go to school. You know, I come home. I'm really not doing anything. And that's what she was saying in regards to, I'm just a lily in the valley. And, um, like I'm just a regular flower. There's, there's, there's a bunch of other flowers around me that look just like me. And he's like, no, nah, you're a lily amongst a bunch of thorns. Like you're that one, like you, you're not regular. Like you're mine. You're fine. Like you have this, this, and this going on. He's just really gassing her up. They just going back and forth being real cute in biblical ways. Like, you know, just kind of how we do now. And then, um, she states as an apple among the trees of the forest. So is my beloved among the young men. And basically she said, my man is like an apple tree amongst a bunch of, you know, just regular forest trees, things like that. And she goes to say, with great delight, I sat in his shadow and his fruit was sweet to my taste. 
Now, this part is just up for interpretation. I don't really know. His fruit was sweet up to my taste. I automatically think fellatio. So, up for interpretation. But she did say it was sweet. So, that's neither here nor there. I hope he's vegan. Um, Anyway, um, she states, um, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner was over... um, He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. Sustained with raisins, refreshed me with apples, for I am sick with love. He left his hand under my head and his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the the doves of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. And then the rest of chapter two, she's just really, you know, gassing him up and just talking about how, 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 how in love she is with him. And, um, chapter two, verse 17 or chapter two, verse 16, she goes, my beloved is mine and I am his. He gazes among the lilies. And basically she's saying like, he's mine and I'm his, he's among the lilies, lilies, he's among all the other females, but he's still mine. Like he's in the club. He see a room full of you know what? And all that he sees is me. And that's really something that's important as well, because we live in 2020. There's temptation everywhere. And it's just like, you need someone who's going to be solid, like someone who's going to see about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 females who really is just down for you. So, um, again, that's chapter one and two. So now we're about to hop into the specifics of the chapter. Um, so again, we're going over five qualities that you should be looking for when you are dating someone. So quality number one, a person's character should attract you to them. I don't care how fine they are, how sexy they are, how good they can dance, what type of job or occupation they have, what type of family they come from, how much money they have. Above all, their characteristic should attract you. So if we circle back to chapter one, verse three, it states, um, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oiled, poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. And basically, this was the woman. She was stating like, you smell good, but your name and your reputation and who you are as a person, that's what most attracts me to you. Specifically, when she says, your name is poured out, therefore, virgins love you. It's like, you're a person of good quality. Oh, there got my Bible. You're a person, I'm sorry for the shakeup. That was my Bible pages turning. Um, she was saying like, you know, you're, you're a good, you're a good person. Your name is solid. Your reputation and who you are as a person stands out and attracts me to you. Um, you need someone like when we're dating, we should be looking for someone that to say like, oh, okay. When I have kids, I want my kids to be the splitting image of you. You're a good woman. You're a good man. Because at the end of the day, after we get past that honeymoon, good and after they bust it down, you want to know like, okay, you are a good person at heart. And, um, you kind of want to like a person with good character. Um, it's like, they have good moral traits. They're honest. They're compassionate. They're a person of service. They're a person of justice. There's a, they're a person of forgiveness. And it's just like, 
when you're dating someone, if every single time you're you're dating someone and they're just like toxic or they're a bad person, maybe you need to take a step back and look at you because bad, a bad characteristic or, or bad character, I'm sorry, will attract bad character. Good character will attract good character. So sometimes you need to take a step back and say, okay, God, is it me? And things like that. So again, the first quality is a person's character should attract you to them. And then um, that was chapter one, verse three. Number two, the people around you should be lit AF when it comes to your relationship. They should be super lit, like lit lit. If you have a best friend who you've been rocking with for years and you know that they're a good person and they, they're they a person of good character, they should be lit as heck when you're in a relationship. So with this one, we're going to um, chapter 1, verse 4 and chapter 1, verse 11. So chapter 1, verse 4, this is when the um, the others were speaking. They said, we will exalt and rejoice in you. We will exalt your love more than wine. Riley, do they love you? And basically they're saying, we love your relationship more than we like getting lit. Nowadays, y'all smoke weed and pop pills and stuff like that. But it's like, we're so high off of your love that we don't even need to drink. We don't need to get lit because you all, you all and your love and your relationship gives us hope. We get a sense of energy. We get a sense of being just from being around you and your significant other. And then in in chapter one, verse 11, it says, we will make ornaments for you of gold um, studded with silver. And it's like, we love you all so much that we're just going to pour in and give you all gifts. So it's just like um, your friends and your family should be all about you and your relationship. It's like, you should constantly hear like, I support you all. I love you all. This is who you're ordained to be with. Um, the, those around you should be encouraging you. They should, and then they should be wise people. Cause I know a lot of times when you, when we start dating people, we kind of get to the point where it's like, oh no, they're just hating on us and they don't want to see us together and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, those around you who were your best friends and your closest family members prior to this relationship, if they're not in agreement with it, then it's probably not something you should be pursuing because all of a sudden, you know, somebody should not be in agreement with the things that you're doing if they've been around you, you know, your entire life. So people around you should definitely be in full support of you and your partner. Uh, character, um, our quality number three, you, you and your partner should both be okay with being single. Y'all not okay with being single. If y'all jumping from every time, Dick and Harry, every time you have the opportunity to, to, you know, like date someone, that's also an issue. So this is uh, chapter one, verse seven. And it states, um, tell, tell me you whom my soul loves, where the pasture, where you pasture your flock, where you make it lie down at noon, for why should I be like one? who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions. And basically in this chapter, um, she stayed in, she's um, the woman. She's pretty much saying like when she says, um, tell, tell me you where your soul loves, where you pasture your flock, 
where you make it and lie down and know she's basically saying where, wherever you at bay I'm there we going to the gym I'm there we're going out to eat I'm there you need to stay up late and study I'm there she's saying like wherever you go I will follow you but then later on when she says uh for why for uh, for why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flock of your companion? She's saying, yes, I want to be around you. But at the same time, I'm not putting myself out there to be around a bunch of men um, to date a bunch of men or like for men to date a bunch of women. Like I'm not hopping from relationship to relationship. Why would I put myself around around a bunch of your companions? She's like, yes, I'm all about you. Yes, I want to be with you. But at the end of the day, I'm not putting myself out there to look like some female that I'm not. Like, no, I'm not on Tinder hopping from man to man on the little Facebook dating app. I just learned that there's a Facebook dating like thing or something like, no, I'm just, I'm not out here trying to find any man. Like I'm all about you. I'm trying to see what you're doing 24 seven to be under you. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to make myself out to be like some, um, hoe. Sorry, God. Is that a bad word? I don't know. Sorry, God. I'm not going to make myself out to be some hoe because I'm all about you. And then it shows that, um, it also is kind of cute because it shows that a woman can pursue a man and it's okay for a woman to you know, kind of pursue a man a little bit. Cause I mean, if you've ever dealt with me on that issue or on that level, you know, I see, or my friends know, I see one person is like, uh, okay, girl, I see, I see this person and I'm on it. Like I like, I like to peep who I peep. And then I'm like pouncing on it ASAP. So it's okay to be a woman and pounce on who you want. She really takes on that, that role as far as her, like wanting to follow him wherever he goes. Um, so that is point number three, like definitely be okay with being single. Don't put yourself out there to be jumping from every man or every woman that you see. Ew, it's 2020 people out here got everything. Um, and then number four, there's always going to be clarity, whenever you are dating someone. So chapter one, verse nine. It states, um, my beloved, or sorry, um, chapter one, verse nine, I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh, among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments. Um, so I'm sorry, it's really just, um, chapter one, verse nine, I compare you, my love, to a mare of Pharaoh's chariots. And basically what that's stating is like when you, like at this point in time, if you were going and getting ready for war, basically um, all the warriors were lined up with black stallions. So imagine like a whole army full of black stallions, then directly in the middle the Pharaoh is there led by a white, a white uh, female horse. And basically that's what he was saying. Like, I compare you to a mare among pharaohs. Like you're that white female horse. Like I'm in a room. What's that one song to say? I'm in a room with a, I'm in a room full of, you know what? And it's like, it's only you. And that's what he's saying. Like there's a million females out here, but you're like that one single white horse in the midst of everything else. Like they're going to let their intentions be known. And then, um, We're going to go to, let me see, I'm skimming my Bible. Okay, so chapter two and then verse one, she says that, um, 
She says that I'm a rose of Sharon, a lily in the valleys. And then he goes on to say, a lily amongst the brambles, so is my love among young women. And basically, she's just stating, you know, I'm just a regular female. I'm a lily in the valley. I'm nobody. And he's like, you're a lily in the valley amongst a bunch of um, thorns. Like, you are the one. And then um, she goes on to say in chapter 1, verse 4, um, or is this chapter, sorry, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Okay, chapter 2, verse 4, he goes on to say, um, or she she goes on to say, he brought me into, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. And from that verse, basically, we get out like his banner, his banner was love. And it, it kind of reminds me of like when we go to the Olympics, like when the U.S. goes to the Olympics and, you know, whoever is competing in a specific race, they put that little U.S. flag over themselves and they're like running like USA, USA, USA and things like that. Or like Germany has on their flag and things like that. They're just like running and pushing through the marathon. And it's just like they have that flag on them claiming, you know, where they're from and things like that. So um, basically, you know, he, she, she goes to his house and he's already like claims like this is my woman. And he's stated like boldly in his home. Like, and at this point in time, this is like a big deal. This is like making it Facebook official. This is like dating exclusively. This is like, this is like the, the end goal. Like he's publicly displaying his love for this woman. And it's like, whenever you're dating or talking to someone, he or she or both of you all like should basically give clarity because the clarity will come like second nature. Um, um, clarity should should like mark the relationship to a certain extent. It's like if you've been dealing with dealing with someone for months and months and months and a person's intentions are not clear, you should probably be concerned. The relationship should be intentional. It should be extremely clear. And I'm not saying like, oh, I've been dating you for a week. Like we're going to get married. I already picked out our kids' names and things like that. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you being intentional. It's like, okay, we've been dating for six months. Ideally, I see a future with us. I see that you are someone that I would like to potentially marry and 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 in contrast that person who's who's on the other end should be willing or open enough to say like no you know this is not what I I genuinely want you know right now at this point in time but either way it goes a person's intentions should be clear anyone you're dating it should be clear it's like you're not going to be texting other people's phones. You're not going to be commenting on other people's posts on social media. You're not going to be on Tinder. You're not going to be doing any of that. You're not going to be dating anyone else. You're going to respect the person that you are pursuing by any means necessary. Um, I'm not even going to go into that anymore. And then area number five. I'm going to try to wrap this up real quick because I already know this episode is going to be way longer than I expected. But... um. Uh, quality number five, the person that you are dating should never, ever, ever compromise you sexually. So we're going on to chapter two, verse three. And basically it states, um, 
chapter two, verse three, an apple tree among the trees of the forest. So is my beloved among the young men with great delight. I sat in his shadow and his fruit was sweet on my lips. Um, and his fruit was, and his fruit was sweet to the taste. He brought me, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sure like I just read this. So I'm sorry. It's chapter two, verse five. And basically he states, um, sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apples for I am sick with love. He left his hand under my head. His right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. And basically, this whole this whole little chapters, um, chapter two, verse uh, five through seven, is baby is basically an aphrodisiac, and where it comes from was King David when his men came back from war, he basically gave them raisins and apples and told them to go to your wives and, you know, make babies, go ahead, bust it down, have kids like you want to do, do what you want to do. And basically she was saying, you know, um, sustain me with raisins, fresh music apples. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to have your babies. Um, but she, at, by the end of the verse, she was basically saying, like, do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. And basically she was saying, you know, I want to have your babies. I want to have sex with you. I want to make love with you. I want you to bust it down. I want you to hit it from the front, back, side to side. But at the end of the day, we're not going to introduce sex into our relationship until we're married. Like, honestly, God de- designed sex for it to be pleasurable between a man and a woman and, you know, during marriage and things like that. And um, it's basically like if you're dating someone who isn't willing to wait on you sexually, then you don't need to be with them at all whatsoever by any means necessary. And then also it's like um, if you're dating someone who isn't willing to put their sexual desires for someone else, on hold because of you, you don't need to be with them either. Because I mean, I get it. It's like people are going to lust after other people, but if they're not strong enough to put aside their own personal desires specifically for you, you don't need to be with them. Um, because sex was given, our sex was created to bond two people together in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 7 verse 18 it talked about being intoxicated with love. So in the same t- in the same time you don't want to become intoxicated with someone else who isn't your partner, who isn't your husband or wife because like the intoxication, the drunken love is going to sway you from thinking soberly. Um, it's like, you're gonna, it's gonna blind you to a person's character, to a a person's flaws and things like that. So it's just like, why even introduce something so intimate like sex? If you know, you don't, if you're not going to be able, like, you're not going to be able to think clearly. Um, I'm probably just all over the place and you're probably just like, what are you talking about? But at the end of the day, whoever you're with, they're not going to compromise you sex sexually point blank period. They're going to be all about you. They're going to make you the, the only person that they're wanting to be with physically. And they're going to let that be known. Um, so just overall in regards to everything we just discussed, 
there are five qualities that you need to be looking for in regards to somebody that you're dating. And if you need um, clarity or understanding over anything that we discussed, please, please, please like DM me, text me, email me. Um, I'm always available. Um, we can always talk about it and just break it down a little bit for, uh, further. But overall, there's five characteristics that we should be, or qualities that we should be looking for when we are dating. A, or number one, a person's character should attract you to them over their physical looks, the amount of money they make, or where you think they're going or where they are in life. A person's character should always attract you to them. Number two, the people around you should always celebrate your relationship. Number three, you and your partner should be okay with or without the relationship. Number four, your partner will always make their intentions 100% clear. If there's not clarity in the relationship, you do not need them. A person is going to make it clear. They're going to make it known hands down 100%. No doubt about it. And then finally, number five, whoever you are with should not be compromising your body and your temple sexually. They should be all about just maintaining you and your happiness and only having sex with you. If they feel the desire and they act upon it and they're not valuing your body any longer, they are not the person for you. Or if you tell them that you want to wait and they want to go have sex with other people, they are not the one for you. They will honestly and truly protect your body. And that's all I got, child. Question. How good was the pullout last week? So today's pullout has everything to do with what we've just been discussing in regards to the Song of Solomon, as well as Valentine's Day, which is quickly approaching us in less than a week. So ultimately, you know, we all deal with, you know, different situations and relationships and things like that. And not even like romantically, but just from a relationship aspect in general, Um, a person's, you should be drawn to a person's character. Others should celebrate the relationship around you. You should be okay with or without having someone, you know, with you. Everything should be clear and nothing should be compromising. So I was really, you know, dealing with my self-esteem here lately. Like I was just really dealing, you know, and like questioning and contemplating and asking God, like, okay, God, I've done A, B, and C. I am a good woman. I'm a person of good stature and good nature. I put off good energy. I try to, I'm so extremely selfless, God. I'm so extremely selfless, God. Like, you know, I was just really going through like a low point in my life. And I still honestly am like, I'm not perfect. And I'm not going to sit here and stunt behind a mic like I got it all going on because I don't. I am broken. I'm honestly probably in the lowest point I've ever been in my 
life. I feel like I'm so low that it hurts me to get out of bed. It hurts me to get on social media. It hurts me to even talk to my friends, but it's like, I know that I need it because it's all part of my healing and all part of my breakthrough. So this past week, I was really, 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 really struggling. And I'm like, okay, God, like, I just felt alone. And I'm just like, you know, why am I going through all of these situations? Like, God, is there anybody who loves me unconditionally? Like, God, am I really just out here solo by myself? Like, who, like, what life did you give me? And I was just really feeling low, low, low. Like, I know my friends are so tired of me calling them and just crying and just, just, questioning because they don't even have the answers for me but I just I had really just cried and I told God like God I am broken like God I don't know what else to do please give me a sign show me that I'm loved so that I can get through tomorrow because it almost got unbearable like to the point where I'm like, okay, God, if it's going to be like this, I don't even want this life. I don't want these relationships. I don't want the house that I'm living in. I don't want anything that I have. Like, God, I'm just tired. God, I'm just drained. And, you know, I was really just praying to him and reaching out. And I'm like, God, just show me that it's going to be okay. Or God, show me that there are people in my corner. God, show me, show me, show me. Like, God, I need you right now because I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, that was like probably the lowest that I have I had ever gotten in life. I'm like, God, I need you now to like step in and show me what's up. And I kid you not, this past week, so many people, it seemed like every single day, People have been reaching out to me, just like encouraging me and letting me know that like Raven, you are, you're a good woman or Raven, you are a good friend. Raven, Raven, you are this, Raven, you are that. Like, if you need anything, let me know. Like, you know, just people I hadn't talked to since like I was in college or family members that I don't even talk to on a regular basis or my little cousin who I always say she's my spirit animal, you know, just calling me like when I literally felt like I was on edge about to do something crazy. Somebody called me consistently. Somebody texted me consistently just to say, Raven, are you okay? And it just showed me like how real God was because if I told you all what was really going on and the thoughts that I had in my head, like you wouldn't even believe me. But it's like, as soon as I basically got hopeless, God sent somebody to reassure me that it's going to be okay. Or they remind me who exactly I am when I am my best self. And it's just like, I had somebody who I went to college with, literally have not talked to this person since 2015, since I graduated. He reached out and was like, hey, can I contact you? Or is it, can I, can we talk or something like that? And I'm just like, whatever like I was in a pissy pissy mood and then he called me and he was like you know I just wanted to touch bases with you just to see how you were doing and you know he was really like pouring into me like reminding me that you know like when I was in college you know he's already he's always respected me because of the businesswoman that I was and the way in which I carried myself and it's just like all of those qualities and attributes that I have forgot about myself he reassured me and I know it was nothing but God because I haven't talked to this man in years 
And the fact that he was spoke that he was able able to pour into me exactly what I needed has been like absolutely crazy. So it's just like if you pray and if you like tell God where exactly you are and what you need, he will fulfill everything. And I just I'm just so extremely, you know, grateful for oh, I'm so grateful for my friends. Like they genuinely are down to ride. They down to ride. I I have like some loyal friends. I ain't got many. But the friends that I do have, they are loyal by nature, just like me. And it's like, I'm just so extremely grateful because like when you're going through a season of like depression or just season of loneliness, you definitely need some friends who are going to get you out the house, who are going to make sure you're eating, who are going to check on your well-being, even when you don't want it, when you feel like you have absolutely nobody. So I'm just so like the pullout game. The moral of the story is God will pull out and utilize different people around you to show you who you are, to remind you of how strong you are to show you that you are relentless. I was just talking to my friend AP about like a relentless friendship and a relentless relationship and just having relentless people around you who are going to be down for you in spite of everything that's going on. Like life is going to happen. You're going to endure hurt, pain, disappointment, and loss. But I need somebody, I need people in my circle who are going to be relentless, who are going to be down to ride through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's just like God is steady, constantly showing me a relentless love, a relentless relationship. And it's just like everything that I thought I wanted or I thought that I knew or thought that was going to be beneficial for me. He's slowly but surely showing me that it's not that. It's not that. Like all that I need is him. He's the person that's going to be down to ride for me. He's the one who's going to be relentless. He's the one who's going to show up and show out when I need it. He's the one who's going to wipe the tears from my eyes. He's the one who's going to take away all those suicidal thoughts and make me feel like and show me that I am loved. So, man... And it's just been so much going on, but hopefully y'all, you you can take a piece of what I'm saying and just understand you just need to pray and ask God and let him know where you are weak. And he will literally send those around you to make you whole again, to get you back on track. And I'm, I'm not where I need to be by any means necessary. However, he's constantly showing me that, um, it's going to be okay. He's constantly aligning those in my life who needs to who needs to be there with me he's constantly showing me grace he's constantly 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 meeting me halfway so man man say as they say in Dallas like just I'm just grateful for the opportunity to experience a love that's truly unconditional and every day he's showing me how unconditional his love is. So I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for that. So grateful for that. So we made it into the end of the episode. I know it sounded like a lot. This episode is so extremely long compared to every other episode, but I feel like it was needed. I think it was a longy but goody. 
Thank you so much for riding this wave with me. Thank you so much for loving me in spite of my inconsistencies. Thank you for being on my side. This week, I challenge you all to love on yourself a little bit more. Every morning, compliment yourself as you're getting ready for work or school or whatever you're doing. Just continuously compliment yourself. Listen to music or a podcast or an audiobook or call a friend, someone who makes you feel good on the inside. Genuinely worry about your self-care. It's Valentine's Day. Everyone deserves love. So however you express love to yourself, go ahead and express that and do the things that are needed specifically for you. And with that being said, let's go ahead and pray out. Hey, God. It's me again. Oh, God. Sometimes I feel like I cannot go on. God, the pain and the fear, sometimes it's just too much for me. And sometimes I feel like I don't have the strength to do it on my own. And I know I don't have the strength to do it on my own. I know that I can come to you, God, and I know that you will hear my prayer. I know that it is not your intent to bring me to this point just to leave me alone, God. God, please give me the strength that I need to face today so that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. If you just give me the strength that I need today, that's all that I need. God, keep me from sinning during this trial instead help me to keep my eyes on you and God all of my hope rests in you God continue to give me the strength to remain consistent in my calling God give me the strength to just endure any and everything any and every obstacle that has come my way God God just give me the strength to go on God when I'm weak God just give me the strength to keep pressing forward God God when I feel like I don't have nobody God just send continue to send those who Continue to send people, God, in my life, God, who are sent directly by you to pick me up when I am down, God. And God, just continue to wrap your arms around me, God, even when I don't deserve it, God. Just continue to love on me, God, and just continue to work miracles in my life, God. And God, just just keep us going in the right direction, God, and just keep being you, God, and just thank you for my listeners. Thank you for my following. Just thank you for everything that you have given me and everything that you have brought me through, God. God, I love you so much. You are so dope to me. You are like the goat, I swear. But just thank you for everything, God. Shine, Lord.
Yeah.